0: there and welcome. You are about to hear a really, really awesome episode. My conversation with Anne-Marie, the host of Anne-Marie Life, has some really important thoughts, ideas, interpretations around regret. And my favorite sentence in this conversation from Anne-Marie, as long as you can breathe, there is stuff to do. Anne-Marie has spent her life doing stuff, going places, living with a heart of adventure and curiosity. And in this episode, we're going to talk about regret and the differences in our languages around the meaning of the word. Also, what that means to you personally, how do you interpret it? I look at regret for me, not so much as I wish I had, and this is a point Anne Marie will bring up, I really like her viewpoint on it. But rather than I wish I had to, I hope I don't forget to, or I hope I make sure that. So come on in and enjoy this conversation. Hello, Anne Marie. Hello. Let's talk. You had some stuff on your mind this week that was very poignant and in depth, and I think necessary for a conversation. So. Talk to me about those things.
1: Well, when I contacted you and wanted to know what you thought about my revelations on regret, this subject came up when Lynn was kind enough. She's a fellow podcaster of ours and she brought up this subject of regret and she's going to do a free workshop. And so I kept looking at her workshop i kept thinking about it and then yesterday i contacted her in the morning and said you know Lynn, i keep thinking what regret means to me and how different each of us views regret so do you mind if i explore more on regret and in the very near future i would love to do a podcast with you on your little workshop which is going to be a huge workshop for most people And so I contacted you, Heather, and I said, what do you think about the way I look at regret? Not to be this narcissistic person. What do all of you think about what I think about? But the difference how we view regret is so different. And it has been in the forefront of my mind that for me, it means Coming out of another language, out of another culture, it is so different to view regret. It's not just like, oh, I should have done this and then this would have happened and on and on. It is more, what did I not do, rather than what did I do, because making the right decisions and living the way one should and coming out of a culture that expects you to do certain things and then find out at my right old age that i don't fit in any of those holes and i'm not just a square uh to go in a round hole i just totally don't even fit the square so i tried a lifetime to please people around me And so by not making certain decisions, it's almost, I was unauthentic. And those are my regrets that I wasn't myself. I didn't do the things because so many things in my life that I did do that I may not have been the wisest to do. I don't regret those because I did them. So big deal, you know? (laughs) And I feel that going back, in our lives and taking this insane approach to totally missing the present and the future by knowing, almost indulging into an addiction of, I mean, now we're going to spend the next couple of hours, we're going to be back there. And when we're all done, we're going to be more miserable as if we drank a fifth of tequila. I mean, it's kind Mm -hmm. of that addictive. So whether you regret what you did or what you didn't do, it is equally unhealthy. Mm. So is there a part of our little brain that's potentially a little insane that we indulge once in a while in? And how can we not do that in order to have hope, in order to be having a healthy evaluation Okay, is there a pattern? How will I do it different in the future? And that positive thinking, how can we bring that forth? And I have learned to live authentic, be who I am. It may not be the most pleasant thing for everybody around me. However, if I'm happy and I smile and I'm joyous, I think funeral up other people and give people the freedom to be who they are.
0: You do exactly that. You inspire others to step out of their scripted by society and or past narrative to step into who they want to be now, who they dreamed of being, or who they weren't but wanted to. The idea of not going back and getting swallowed by the regret, I feel bad I did this or that, Do you find yours comes more from the narrative of others around you or your culture that you did or didn't do certain things through the years?
1: Totally from my culture. Totally, completely from my culture. I feel a lot of guilt and shame lead to regret. And someone told me decades ago, Americans have Psychology says if you feel guilty, you are guilty. And I said to that, not if you're German, if you're German, you were born guilty and you're guilty whether you did anything or not. I mean, you just by association were guilty, period. So the whole mea culpa, the whole oh, you know. So even the word regret, when you think about the boy, yeah. It's such a raw, such a big word, and it has such a weight to it. Mm. So I believe, and of course, today, I don't know how much did my culture in Europe change. I would have to, you see right there, I need to go back to Europe and research this, and it will be such a fun trip.
0: Yeah, yes. Different meaning. The culture you're from has a different meaning. How do you... Translate that, I don't know, um, be here. You're part of both worlds still.
1: You almost subconsciously choose whether you go and indulge completely into the new world or again, you remain who you were. Mm -hmm. And I find, obviously, after all these years, I somehow got stuck in the old. I, I did. I find particularly now to have so many revelations about who I am today and who do I want to be today. Well, I want to be as congruent as I humanly can and as authentic living as I can. And I believe that comes out of seeing what in the last two, three years has happened to people my age in this country. I don't know what he did in Europe. I don't know what he did in Asia. However, in this country, I find people have become so sheltered and so concentrated on the lack of hope that the joy is gone, the laughter is gone. And with that comes, if I heard it once, I've heard it daily at least 10 times from people that how they live, how they look at the past, how they suddenly had a dream about the past, how they felt they were in the past again, and how they reflected on the movie they saw 20 years ago, or what happened 20, who cares? If you want to worry about things, look at all the disasters that are happened today. I think we got enough stuff to worry about today to be, positive about, to help, to pray about. I, we got enough gold. We don't have to go 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Mm. So that has kind of caught me to overdo it, of course, as I usually do. I admit that. I totally overdo things and say, no, you know, um, it's, the, the game isn't over. We're going to go into the next phase here, and we're going to go and let go of the past. And that's what kind of triggered my response to Lynn's workshop
0: on regret. The sentence you said about looking at the past enough to see if there's a pattern so you don't do something again that you don't want to do, that's valuable searching into the past. That, that's constructive. It does something for us. Mm-hmm. What do you think has been different for you over the past year or so that you've started to shift your thinking about this? Because developmentally, like you say, many have given up hope at your age and stage and kind of just rolling up the rug and sitting at home. What's what's shifted for you?
1: Well, I am completely a people person. And so I have always had this vision of, at the end of my life, to, have, to live on a little spot and have Rottweilers and write books and live this isolated marvelous life except have tea twice a week with friends. Well, that has never happened. So my whole life I've been a very outgoing person and anyone who knows me knows I am not a hermit. Uh, I don't do well. And so these last couple of years have been very isolating for me. And I had to, in many ways, see how does one live when you have to pull back. And so rather than allowing this, I have totally, as much as I disliked in the past, the internet said, you know, this is it. We're going to go out there. So I have done the most insane things, like I have done courses, a master program, how to be a tour operator through San Francisco ITMI class. And I I mean, I did, did a course on technology. I know everything about the technical part on a tour bus, what do you have to plug into which whatever totally I mean why do I have to know that I have no idea it came along and I paid for it and I did it and then of course doing the podcasting course I mean there was something like I would have normally said I do that one day but I just didn't just go in it I mean I jumped in it with all my feathers wet and I went like I am going to do this so getting to know then you and Lynn and John and just you know Margot and you know all of us to come together and exchange thoughts and it's really impossible to fold up your tent and become an isolated miserable person when you show up twice a week on zoom and you show your face and you kind of, the, you, you, you you give the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we have been doing this for months now. So, I mean, there are family members that don't know us as well as we know each other. So it has been a blast. And when you have that much fun, you just don't isolate yourself. And your mind, I believe, expands. And rather than to go into the misery of, well, I wish I'd done this, or I wish I, now even when I go to something where I say, truly, how nice if I'd done this, I say, well, I didn't, but what can I do about it now? And I mean that in a positive way, not like, oh, that's over and there's nothing I can do. Is it truly, I mean, is there something I can do? And that is so, I think, healthy, so inspiring, so hopeful. And the other thing is really, truly letting go of them.
0: That's really hard.
1: And there is a podcaster talking about podcasting. There is a podcaster, her name is Mel. And I happened to listen to her one night. And she said, you count from five backwards. And I go like, that sounds kind of a bit odd. And uh, then I thought, well, why don't I just try it, you know? And now when things come at me, I just count from five, four, three, two, one. And I do it as much as I have to until this brain shifts. And I can say, okay, now let's see what we can do now. Mm. Is it easy? No. It takes self-control. And being an extrovert like I am, I'm still lacking the stimulation of a lot of people. And I I still do lack that. And I wish in the future I get that back soon. Mm-hmm. However, patience. I think we all forget that the last couple of years have been difficult for everybody, and there's very little any of us could have done that.
0: right. There's a whole delayed response, almost, a delayed grief that people are now experiencing. We had this camaraderie and this energy around we're all we're all locked away, but we're all dealing with the same reason why. and now coming out from isolation has changed some perspectives on what that feels like to be in the world again. And there's still fear. You said the five sec. is that the five second rule by Mel Robbins that you're talking about? Okay. The brain science in that is that you're taking time to go from- amazing. Yeah. You take time from, to, from rather than being in the lizard old brain response out of just protecting, there's a bear in the woods to calming that central nervous system down from fight, and f- fight or flight to being able to be rational. And that is so powerful, so powerful, and that it worked for you. Nice testimonial. We'll have to tag Mel Robbins in the end of the, in the notes. <laughs>
1: it is amazing that it works that well. And I shared it with my three sons on three different occasions, with each one of them, and they kind of went like, "Okay, mom, you know," in other words, here she is with another theory. And then uh, I was talking about something. A month ago, and one of them said, "Did you count back from five? Did it work?" And I thought, "Duh! I could have had a vi. I could have done that and spared myself all night long, dissecting this and all." I mean, it's so powerful. This counting backwards for me, it works so well. And, and 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 I just picked up that night like, that piece. So you take what you need. And that's what I did that night. And it's just amazing. Back
0: to your authentic self. What works for you and knowing Mm. that it works for you. Because that's not going to be the same for everybody.
1: So that Mm. was, it was amazing. It was Mm. truly amazing. And still is because I use it every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think you're doing differently now in being in your authentic self that has nothing to do with because of the culture or the stories of your past or... What you think people expect of you? I mean, I know some things, but let other people know.
1: Well, right now I am developing uh, trips all over Southern California that I hope to market in the near future. And today I'm making a list to contact the companies that will book the tours for San Diego for the people. That are on the cruise ship that will this winter stop in San Diego. So, rather than allowing these companies to come in and then at the last minute hunt for tour guides, I decided today to go ahead and contact them and say, Hello, here's Anne Marie. Remember last year you needed six more people and you were all frantic and you got a hold of me and I helped you. I am the membership secretary of the tour guide association. And my job is to fill these positions and I decided to be proactive. How can I help? So I am totally doing things that, I mean, even three, four years ago, I would have thought about this, but I wouldn't have done it Mm -hmm. because I would have thought, well, what are they going to think? And when they need somebody, they're going to contact me. Or I would have had that moment of, oh, that's a great idea, but let's go and just play with other people in the sandbox and not do that. But because my life is now more isolated still, which is to the fact that a lot of people aren't like me, that they're running all over. So I have decided to do this so by tomorrow noon i'm going to contact all the companies i've worked with in the last year and i'm going to do that and that is so different to to come in like that and also you know go ahead and 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 tell people this is my strength and in the past i would have said well you know that sounds kind of like i am um bragging or I am showing off or I would explain how I learned this and explain now I say you know what pricing and placing people is my strength and if they want to know why is because I enjoy it and what you love you are great at so there is no longer any explanation what I've done in the past and why and how and all of that. So that has changed so much.
0: That is amazing to honestly give yourself permission to say, I actually am gifted, capable to do this thing and then to do it. The, I cannot even begin to imagine the rewards for you emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually, just because you're aligning with yourself and you're creating things around you to lift that out. That's so admirable. And not in the, wow, you know, starstruck, but in a, gosh, I wish more people would hear that and do that for themselves.
1: And too, Heather, I find I have a tendency when I get excited to use colorful language. I <laughs> used to do that in, in my own language in German and my sister would just about pass out and she would say, is this necessary? Well, obviously it was because I did. Okay. But even, you know, now I find I will say something like, you know, I'm stinking good at this. And they go like, isn't that kind of weird? You talk all big and then suddenly the word stinking comes along. And I go like, well, whatever. Did you get it or do I have to explain it? No, no, I got it. So I no longer apologize for that. I mean, I'm careful not to get too colorful. And, you know, there again, I can't blame raising sons. I mean, they did teach me whatever words I didn't know before. However, I'm a little more restrained there. I try but I'm no longer so careful that I can't speak anymore.
0: Mm, express yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You emote and express. And colorful or not, people get the point when they have sat with you for any amount of time. And it's a lovely point.
1: So the thing is to, to share with people and to have joy with, with people. And I find that is the important part in life.
0: Mm. And to let all that stuff go away, so are you are you shy about your age? Do you tell people your age
1: i don't I wish I knew the
0: answer to that. I truly wish I knew the answer to that.
1: That is a situation where I have told people my age, and I was number one very disappointed that they treated me different than, and i didn't like. The other thing is oftentimes they felt bad that they were much younger than I and didn't look as young as I do. Mm. So then I felt bad that they felt bad that I, you know, it, it, it caused the whole thing, okay? Mm. Um, I don't like it when I mention that I like a senior discount and they demand my driver's license that usually causes such a chaos at the register that i don't do that anymore so i just pay the extra 10 15 Mm percent so i really don't know what to do about Mm -hmm. figure that that out
0: yeah but that speaks to the script society has put out this equals this this equals this whether it's age beauty height weight Mm -hmm. all of those things um so I, I admire your honesty in that. And then your experience, what would you tell others in your 10, 15 year span within your age about doing this next piece of life and not just rolling up the rug and staying home? Cause you're getting out there. You're, you're doing things that 20 year olds would be quite fearful of doing.
1: Well, I feel, what do you have to lose? Okay. And is my first one. Mm. And If we are not vain about ourselves, who is going to be? Okay, I mean, the dentist wanted to take my wisdom tooth out. They would sink my 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 cheek. He said, yeah, but I said, there are no buts about this. I'm not going to run around with my cheek sunk on the left side. I said, what are you going to do about that? And he was just totally like, wow. And I said, yeah, you don't care. I care, you know. I think what you don't like, fix it. I mean, truly, don't go around, well, I wish this wasn't that, go fix it, okay? I am not one for plastic surgery. I'm not one for Botox or fillers. No, because I don't know we have enough research yet to know what it will do to our health in the next five years after you get it. Because we are using poisons in our system And even if everybody else does well with it, I probably would have a bloody reaction to it. So no, thank you. But I think be authentic, live your life. And one of the reasons I have chosen not to put my age out there is I don't want to waste my life convincing people that I'm actually that age. Okay, I tried. I mean, there was this moment of truth I had. I don't know if it lasted uh, 10 minutes or a week, but I know it didn't last longer than that, that I really told people how old I was for that week. And I spent the whole week doing nothing but discussing my age with people and being told, well, at your age and at You know, no, I'm not going to kick the bucket tomorrow. You know, I mean, most people that die are younger than I. I realize that, but that's a moment of gratitude and appreciation and thankfulness. I refuse to waste time on that discussion anymore. So maybe that's vain. Maybe that is whatever, but that's where I'm at today. Okay. So I'm not going to spend another week or five minutes on that. And I would say people in my age range, whatever you don't like, take a look and go, what can I do to change this? Mm. Don't go into this, AA, you know, saying that you change the things you cannot change. That's where my age could be stuck. They think we are where we are because we can't change it. No, we don't have to be Walmart greeters. Think about it. You reach my age, you must have done something that will give you income. You must have something that gives you knowledge. You must something you love that you could do. And I think you can always walk a dog. Mm. It gives you fresh air, gives you health. I mean and gives you weightlifting when the dog wants to run off and you have to hang on for dear life, you know? (laughs) I mean, it gives you joy watching the animal. I mean, do something. And I think a nutrition, of course, you know, watch your nutrition, get your energy and also take a really good look at your addictions. I mean, is it sleeping pills? Is it pot? Is it alcohol? You know, that glass of wine, turning into four, which is now at a bottle. No, that's not healthy. So mm. I am not a teetotaler, but be healthy. You mm. can't be healthy if you drink too much or smoke too much or sit there thinking while you're drinking and smoking at the same time. I mean, that's, I think, where a lot of people my age get caught up in.
0: Hmm, action. I'm hearing action. I'm hearing you say just, Put something into action, whatever that is.
1: Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the decluttering. And, the uh, you know, I hear so much. I have so many things. I don't know what to do. And when I die, who's going to deal with it? Well, then throw the shit out. You have, no doubt, a large enough door to disperse of all of it. Call a company that comes and gets all of this. hmm whether they sell it or you gift it or you donate, whatever you do, just get rid of the ship. And then you have some room and you can breathe again and it's less to dust and it's healthier. And so that's what I see happen.
0: Right. You can get lighter by the things, lighter by getting rid of thoughts, lighter by moving. Lots of ways to get lighter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are you most excited about coming up?
1: Well, I am very excited to go back to San Diego and work. And I'm so excited about it. I want the next two years to systematically work.
0: Mm. Say more. Pardon me? Say more.
1: Oh, and in those two years of working, I want to explore everything I've ever learned before and I want to put that into action and I want to teach other people how to be free and have choices. I think I want that more than the income. I want to show people how you can go and have fun. And this morning I suddenly thought there was this little tickler since yesterday about these bridal get together. I used to, my company used to do these huge bridal gatherings, where we did the testing of the hair and the makeup and massages and facials and nails and and pedicures and all of that. And uh, they would have a little lunching and all of that. And my mind this morning was thinking of the yoga studio in Carl's spot we could this do at and just go. And then I thought, Anne Marie, do you really at your age think you're fitted to do these bridal get-togethers and whatever. Shouldn't you do this for the mothers and the grandmothers of the bride? And I thought that would be so boring. <laughs> we got we to get these age groups all together and have some fun here, you know? I love that. And I thought that would be just one. And then to go to the ocean and do yoga at the ocean and teach Reiki and I mean, just do the craziest stuff you can think of.
0: Well, I know that you got yourself on a beach to do yoga that others might not have been allowed to do, so you will get it done, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and have the yoga studio come and teach it. I know we were all in this together.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. If someone's really stuck and they feel like I cannot put something into action, there's nothing left for me to do or... I've done too many things poorly. How could I make the right decision now? What's something you'd say to them?
1: I would have them give me a call. (laughs) And then I would tell them that I don't have all the answers. I simply am willing to listen. Mm. And then as they were talking about what all they cannot do and why, you know, I hear the word devil's advocate lately so much. Let me play the why. Isn't the devil busy enough? And doesn't he do enough? Do we need to give him a hand? Mm. So, I mean, I would just write down all the things that they can't do and then see what's left. Mm. Because as long as you can breathe, there's hope. You are alive. And with breath comes the future. And so comes with gratitude. So when it rained this morning, I thanked nature for watering the plants. It was one less job I had today.
0: That is a t-shirt waiting to be made. That's awesome.
1: And the lady who told me today, it's going to be so hot. I said, well, we don't have to shovel snow. It's just like we we, we need to embrace what we can do. We have so much mm. However, sometimes it takes that outside person to give that help, or somebody who gives a damn to listen to you. I think that's the important part.
0: Mm -hmm. The isolation has taken that away from many people over the past couple of years. And then we forgot how to do it because we haven't had that. The interactions are very either pointed or chaotic or stressful because we're still learning how to, learning that dance again, having someone to listen and really listen with compassion and care is so vital. And to trade out the, the negative with positive. It's raining. That's, you know, going from Eeyore to Tigger, like it's raining. How awful to, yay, it's raining. How wonderful.
1: It's such a job to water all the plants I planted. So nature did it. I thought, oh, this is so lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. To having a pet. I think my dogs help me a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Purpose. Get you out of bed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's good.
0: It's always so good to talk to you. You have such insightful wisdom, sage thoughts, The all the words.
1: Thank you. Thanks. Well, talking to you is such a pleasure. I mean, truly, it's a—it's such a pleasure.
0: I enjoy you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we got to do this.
1: Thank you so
0: much. Wow. I always, always get something to think about and explore after a conversation with Anne-Marie, during a conversation with Anne-Marie. Here are my takeaways. To look at my past enough, deeply enough, long enough, only though to see if there's a pattern in either my behaviors or decision-making or things like that, a pattern that I don't want to repeat because it didn't work for me. Another takeaway is that isolation changes us. It has changed us certainly through COVID. And, And for me, Isolation has increased my introversion, the ways that I am introverted. It it increased it. I, part of this podcast experience for me was to kind of get myself out of that a little bit, Um, still safely, just me and a microphone, but it created a community that now I'm a part of that helps hold me accountable and supports me and celebrates and we help one another grow and becoming our best selves. So that has been really important. And I, and I love that that has been just as important for Anne Marie and, and for the others that she has mentioned in this conversation. The third takeaway, what can I do today about my life right now, rather than getting stuck in the past, right? What power and control do I have now to make decisions differently, to on purpose do things? And the final takeaway is a nod to Mel Robbins. And if you don't listen to her podcast, you might want to, as well as Anne-Marie's podcast. And a nod to Mel because of Anne-Marie's aha moment with the five second rule. And you know what? We don't really always want to do something counting backwards from five and then just doing it kind of powerful. So go check that out. I'm so glad you were here today to hear this conversation. I'm so glad to know Anne-Marie. And if you are in a place where you're looking for community, if you're in a place where you're looking for more ideas on how to tend to your life, I've put links in the show notes to the other podcasts mentioned in this conversation. And I also put a link to a brand new community on Facebook that myself and three other really awesome people have created for you to join. And in this community, it is about coming out of isolation. It's about having a place to talk about life as it is and support one another and learn things and celebrate. So that link to best days ahead community is in the show notes. Again, I'm so grateful always for my conversations with all my guests and Anne-Marie continues to be one that engages me intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, and I'm so thankful for her. I hope you have a great day and I hope that this episode touched your life. Just hope the best for you. Take care.